0: Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, my brother? How you been? What's good? All right, don't stop it. I told you, you can't, you can't say what's <laughs> good in a fucking runner sweater that's stopped by whole that's stopped by Whole Foods. Okay, whatever.
1: I just I just want to say that. I damn well please.
0: <laughs> you got the you know like the, the the fucking guy who has like the AirPods on running, and the wife calls him, it's like, "Huh? You want me to get milk?" Well, but babe, babe, I'm running. <laughs> 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 just, uh so on today's show we're gonna be recapping UFC 260 I'm gonna be trying a new bourbon it's gonna be Old Forester 1920 another recommendation from Matt Whiskey that's the nickname that's what he is and one day we're gonna have him on the show when our schedules line up and we are going to be talking about my new Ben show Queen of the South John, what you gonna be talking about Play the intro. I'm not going to hit the intro. I'm actually going to let you fuck, play the okay, intro. intro. Don't say that. Don't say that like you're in charge. Really? That's just a little rude. Yo, what are you doing right now? It's a big V. Look, man. All right, man. Let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I made my
1: I way.
0: You well.
1: me there anyway. <laughs> you <laughs> a major? What's up, so? I What's up,
0: any questions? <laughs> now, when you bought that sweater, right? You just go fuck it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going full Mr. Rogers. You've tuned into the match at a podcast. Ah oh, shit, we back, man. I don't appreciate you catching on to the fact that I was gonna cut you off with the intro. That's that's disrespectful. All right, I gotta, I got a thing I do here. I try to keep it in that thing. All right, uh, hey man, what's going on with you, man? We were talking well, about something right before I hit live and record, and I was like, "Yo, save it for the show, because let let's me just start have a real saying, ass." Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, let me start by saying uh, we had Korean barbecue today. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. delicious.
0: Right, right.
1: I just find it funny that we went to have Korean barbecue. After that, Uh we went to the Asian store and bought some like uh, some bao, you know, buns, pork buns, whatever you want to call them.
0: Thank you. Thank you because nobody knew what that was.
1: Yeah. And then afterwards, we went to a Vietnamese restaurant to order Thai Mm -hmm. coffee. Think about that Mm -hmm. one for a second.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Vietnamese restaurant to order Thai coffee. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, why would you go to yeah, no, I'm trying to I'm, real quick, I'm trying not to be ignorant, right? If anybody's listening, uh Viet uh, Vietnamese are not Thai. So uh that's how does that Okay John, stop doing that. There you go. At least at least be centered and not make it look like you're just floating off into, into the fucking future. So why did you go to two different restaurants? Is that you didn't like you don't like the coffee at the Korean barbecue? They don't have coffee at the Korean barbecue?
1: Yeah, I mean I didn't even ask, but I looked at their menu and their beverages. It was all food, like four, I don't know, six pages worth of food. And then the back had right. a couple of beverages. But I think it's just soda and water and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, like uh, barley tea or something like that. So okay. they don't they don't really have that, that kind of coffee. But uh, there's no Thai place. So this Vietnamese place by the house just happens to have, you know, Thai iced tea and Thai yeah, coffee. coffee. Yeah. What's Thai but coffee I wonder, I like? wonder how they feel about selling that. They're a Vietnamese restaurant and, you know. I know, and they probably yeah. have Mexicans in the back in the kitchen too. Just, just saying. Yeah. So I guess I can't feel like, too like bad. Joe so I mean. <laughs> like Joe Coy
0: says, it's it's it's, a, it's Jose that makes the orange chicken. Yeah. <laughs> stand yeah. Up. That's rich. Yeah. That's one hundred percent true. Are you Filipino? That's oh man! I need you to listen to that book, bro. I need you to listen to that Joe Coy book. That shit is hilarious, man. But yeah, um, tell you a little wild shit about what's going on over here, man. Uh, we're being infested with caterpillars so for some reason we have like six weeks at the the middle of march to Mm -hmm. about i want to say like middle end of april where caterpillars just start fucking dropping everywhere because you know our all our trees and shit right you know they turn into moth and turn into butterflies depend i don't know depending on the fucking kind of i don't fucking know depending on the kind of caterpillar so Mm -hmm. dude and they're fucking everywhere Everywhere, and they sneak up on you. Like if we walk outside and the, there won't be a cloud in the sky, it looks, it sounds like it's raining. Like that's wow. how many are fucking falling. Dude, it has to be in the hundreds of millions. Like it does. Oh. like and I mean, you think of yeah, you think of all our trees, right? And for it to be like audible where we're hearing that shit, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Like walk outside, and me and Mel, me and uh me and Mel always got to check ourselves, make sure no caterpillars landed in our hair. Like the other day, a caterpillar was like on my pants. Like while I was sitting here, I was like, Where the fuck did you come from? It'll sneak, they'll sneak in through everywhere. It's just fucking, it's insane, dude. It's absolutely insane. I think you're talking like to our about our tires will be. Last year. Yeah, but this, this one feels worse. Like, I guess recency bias is probably a, a thing with that. Mm-hmm. But like our trucks, our cars will be parked, and like 10, 15 minutes later, the tires will be fucking swarmed with caterpillars. I guess for some reason they want to be on rubber or the heat. I don't fucking know.
1: Well, speaking but. of that, uh, I was reading something came across my, my feed that there's there's this thing called the Brood X for cicadas. There's supposed to be billions uh-huh. of cicadas out this spring. They come out every 17 years, and okay. it just so happens that, uh, you know, like Pennywise the Clown, this I guess, life. or they're coming out. This is mm-hmm, the year. Mm-hmm. I, I, won, I, I thought it was trillions, but it says I pulled up an article just now. But yeah billions of cicadas and those things i mean they're loud they don't survive you know they're they, they, they just they're, they're out to mate and then you know they don't live very long die just to mate yeah. it and then and ha- and give birth to the next generation uh on yeah, 17 and i think we're gonna miss it because it's somewhere in tennessee kentucky other parts of the country maybe some parts of ohio hopefully not here but those things are loud i mean it's like being in a football game you know how they take the measurement it's over 100 decibels so that would be a pain in the ass yep. to just hear that shit all day. For you know, whatever one I think, month,
0: three weeks, whatever it is, dude. I I think we get cicadas down here. Um, yeah, I think we get cicadas down here because I remember it being quite loud. So I'm I'm looking forward to that too. After this caterpillar debacle, we have caterpillars. We have love bugs that uh come out for like a three week period in April. Oh, we got those too, Man. bro. They're the fucking worst. They ruin your hood. Your your oh dude, they're all over your windshield. And you can't use the windshield whopper. Like you have to, like get out You're and like smear them. shit at the at the yeah yeah. Oh, you'll smear them and then you can't see shit. It's the fucking worst. I did not think we were gonna have a conversation about bugs at the beginning of this over episode. here. They
1: call them over here. They call them Canadian soldiers. I think they're mayflies or, or whatever they are. But yeah, they come out and Why do they call in them Canadian swarms? Swarms,
0: swarms because everywhere. Right and they're like, they're right right there there at, next to Canada. I don't know. Yeah, they're like attached at the asshole. want to fuck it's everything like, weird. like they don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't want. They don't know which way. To, they don't know which way to go and shit. It's fucking wild, man. Yeah, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, but that's that's been like the biggest thing. Oh, and today, I uh, I smoked something new. I uh, so you know as living in the country like I do, right? We have to take our mm-hmm. trash to the dump. It's cheaper to do it that way than paying a garbage man to come out. And it's like right. an independent garbage man, like they show up when they show up type shit. Yeah. So we take out our own trash. So I made friends with the garbage man, right? I see him every couple. I see him like probably twice a week, and Mm -hmm. he's a big smoker. Right, not cigarettes, but like meats. He smokes meats. He has like seven smokers. I didn't know you could have seven fucking smokers. I didn't know that was a thing that was possible. You could only cook one at a time. How many fucking people do you know? You know what I mean? Where where all of them are going? But uh, he told me about some shit called I've got. It's very tongue twisting. It's beer can, bacon, burger bowls. I think I said that right. Beer can, bacon, burger bowls, right? So what you Uh do is you get a beer can or a soda can, right? whatever the fuck you drink. You you ball up the meat. You smash the, the, the meat with the beer can in the middle, almost like a donut. And then you wrap the meat like a vase around the can, right? To make it like a bowl, then you wrap two strips of bacon around the meat. This is the simplest way to explain it, right? Super easy. Wrap two strips of bacon around the meat. Then you have the bowl. You take out the can and then in the in the in the middle right in the in the stuffing it's almost like a stuffed pepper if you've ever Mm -hmm. made one Uh, yeah you add the meat you add uh you add like different veggies that like we added my added for me like mushrooms broccoli and onions and some cauliflower just to get Mm -hmm. you know just to get like almost like a like veggies with my meat type of shit dude it was fucking delicious i smoked it for an hour and 10 minutes at 300 on my smoker Mm -hmm. it came out delicious i had i made three uh I, I ate two today. One for breakfast, uh, one for lunch, one for dinner. And then uh, Mel only had one, but I for her I used uh, turkey bacon. And I thought it would be I thought it wouldn't be as well, but she said she really likes it. So do this. It's really good. Highly really recommend I take- it. It's really easy to uh prep time and cook time, probably an hour and a half. That's not bad. No, no, it's not bad at all. But uh the bets, the I would say cook the veggies and uh, cook all the stuff that's going in it first. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you add it on, which we were a little like iffy on like, why am I adding like f- cooked veggies or cooked whatever to raw meat? But it works out well because it, it all smokes together. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being really good and juicy, man. I highly recommend this. It. really easy to do. And it could be like a meal prep. You can make five. You know what I mean? You could have it every day. Obviously you could make it on a smaller scale because mine were probably, I don't know, probably half a pound. Cause it was like, yeah, we made like five, so they were they were pretty big. Cause like to get it wrapped up and like, cause I never done it before. I'm sure you can make it thinner. Yeah, like we didn't use the right. uh I think we used we should have used one with like 73 percent fat when we should have been one with like a uh, like a higher lean content. It was like 73 okay. percent lean. It should have been like 80 something. All right, so yeah, like That makes it taste yeah. different. Yeah, like 85. So. I definitely. I have to different. give it a shot, I, man. Especially if I'm going to go through the whole process of smoking,
1: I'm, I'm going to make sure I make you know more than just a handful. So yeah, yeah. That in itself is a process: setting up and then cleaning that afterwards and all that.
0: Oh, it's a beast, dude. The worst. Yeah. The worst thing is like, I you like, like cleaning it. Like I vacuum it out. Like I vacuum mm-hmm. out the the bowl because it's, it's impossible to like get all the dust and ash and shit that's in there. So I, I vacuum it out. I still wipe it down with a towel because I was watching. Thing on youtube where it says like if you don't clean it out constantly or at least like every every two cooks like never mm-hmm. try to go three or four is because all the grease and everything builds up and it like explode not like you're gonna like, it could blow out the bottom of the other of thing you know because I mean? it doesn't get that hot but like it could, it'll it ruin your fucking smoker and you're done yeah but yeah man it's definitely good i'll send you the i'll send you the youtube link i think i did it's, i got the the recipe from barbecue pit boys it's like these older white dudes that like cook a bunch of shit. So it was pretty. Then dope. I
1: trust them. Older white dudes that yeah, cook a bunch of you. shit. I think it's going
0: gonna, it's gonna to come yeah. out right. With a ZZ Top beard. If you guys know who yeah. ZZ, ZZ Top is. Like the long ass white they beard. They live and in
1: Kentucky or West Virginia.
0: Somewhere in the mountains. There's definitely mountain. It's a definitely a mountainous uh, landscape. Right. And they uh-huh. were they were smoking it in the snow. Like you see, snow all around. The motherfucker has like his sleeves rolled up. He has like they're cooking everything outside. All right, it's but legit. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent legit. I mean, I'm about to crack open this uh this 1920. It's I'm time to talk some bourbon.
1: Some of this old Forester signature. This hundred proof.
0: Yeah, man. All right. So I actually I I'm thankful that you did this last time. I'm not gonna <laughs> say vanilla. I'm not gonna say a hints of vanilla. But if you wanted to pull up the the screen here after, it says the aroma is rich and powerful. Dark fruit, burnt brown sugar, chocolate, and a hint of bananas make up the components. Not surprising for the proof. It tingles, it tingles uh it tingles the nostrils with a trace of ethanol. It's a nice aroma overall and can be easily described as unique relative to other bourbons. Yeah, you definitely smell the banana. All right. Let's see here. Let's see. I'm going to bring it up.
1: And uh, I'll zoom in just a little bit.
0: Because you're on blind. All right. I read the nose part.
1: Whoa. It's a little much. I think it's good.
0: You read that? Let's. How about the palette? Tell me about the palette. I'm going to tell you about the palette right now, son. i will tell you about this. This is like a play-by-play. All right, so it says it's big and bold and immediately likable. Wow, that's All right, let's see. First taste, uh Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style. <laughs> so far, yes. God damn, that's good. Okay. All right. All right, so it says the richness of the barrel char and dark Dark chocolate play against the sweetness of caramel and cream brulee. God ah, damn, I didn't know all this stuff went into a bourbon. <laughs> if I'm being honest, there's a nuttiness to it as well, along with the smokiness and a hint of coffee. Yeah, you definitely feel it at the back end with the coffee. The taste yeah. is reminiscent of the of the better old Forester birthday bourbons I've had. But admittedly, more pronounced and to put it bluntly, better than I remember. All spice and black pepper pop initially. God damn. Dude, think about all this stuff that goes into a bourbon. This is insane. They quickly d- dissipate and leave a long, lingering finish without further introduction of new flavors. But a pl- uh, but pl- but a pleasing end to those introduced on the palate. Dark chocolate, barrel char, and that nuttiness are the most prominent. It's a nice finish, plain and simple. So I'll tell you as far like comparing it off memory, right? To like the Eagle Rare mm-hmm. and. The the buffalo trace that I've been having, it yeah. definitely leaves a lingering taste. Best way to say it in the like at the back of my throat, like it, there's definitely like there's definitely like a fuller taste. This sounds weird, mm-hmm. very weird to say like that. But it definitely one feels like a fuller about, taste. You, you like yeah, the fuller taste? Yeah, in the yeah back I, know, of your I throat. know. We know that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, and this is what it is. uh But yeah, man, you could definitely taste the dark chocolate. Like it tastes, it tastes. Like you know how like dark chocolate tends to like have that bitter taste sometimes. Like if you if you mm-hmm. go like depending on the grade of dark chocolate, like it definitely has that, but it's not it's not like that like hundred percent dark chocolate type shit. Why am
1: I not surprised that you like the lingering taste in the back of your throat of, of dark, dark cho- cho- chocolate, chocolate and nuttiness? Yeah, yeah, that's just yeah. that's yeah. you.
0: That's just that's what it is. And banana, right? There's banana in there too, and the allspice and black pepper. Dude, Leave like it I didn't, didn't know. Remember the banana, how of the- course. Dude, like, let's let me ask you: How the fuck is somebody's palate so refined that they could pick all that up? Like, I I can taste some of that because it was said, but I can I couldn't tell you, I couldn't break it down like that. That's a talent, man. It's a um, hell of a fucking palate. It's a
1: talent, but it's also it's it's I think along the same lines of uh people that are a wine tops, not necessarily a sommelier, right. right? A sommelier that, like, that's what they do, but and there are people that you know I, mm-hmm. I watched a documentary about people that were studying to become sommeliers and the rigorous you know exam and and yep. there's a different there's a movie on
0: Netflix about that yeah
1: it could have been a movie or or like a multi-part uh docu series i don't remember but but it's crazy how many levels mm-hmm. of this stuff they go through and for the testing yep. um but for like a regular person to be like oh i there's you know the bullshit I was saying the other day there's a uh, notes of vanilla but you can actually like if you smell it though you could you, you could pick yeah. that up now all this other detail I couldn't pick it up but I think that's just like yeah. the people in that world that if you go to a bar and they're like you know they they're at the bar saying all this bullshit I'm like okay I get it it's this club of like yeah. look at me I can do this look how look how look how refined and cultured I am like just drink yeah. your fucking bourbon dude <laughs>
0: But how how the fuck do you pick up the difference between and look, I'm not shitting on it. I'm I'm congratulating. I can't do it. I don't have that kind of palate, right? But allspice and black pepper. How the fuck... like doesn't black pepper isn't black pepper in allspice? Because it's all spices, right? Like it's in the title. So how is it all an addition to black pepper? They quickly dissipate. I don't I don't know. But our first taste, right? Not just the complete glass. I had two sips of it. Mm-hmm. Two solid sips. I yeah, still, good. I still put it behind Eagle Rare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's it's. This is this is gonna be a word I never thought I'd say. It's a little bit too much. It's a little bit too thick. If you understand, like it's. I know. I know. <laughs> you don't like them of, that thick. I, know, I don't like <laughs> like this is this is too much. This isn't like this isn't like an obese. You know what I mean? But it's just like. Okay, this isn't—I don't know—like it's good, but again, I'm comparing it. I'm—I'm a junior bourbon snob, right? Like I'm very, very low on the level of what it all means and how to how to break it all down. But I'm just going off like my taste and my palate. Mm -hmm. I still put Eagle Rare because it's a little bit smoother. Yeah, but I think this one is a a higher proof, so this one definitely. yeah. Yeah, it definitely leaves you with like the understanding of like, hey man. Let's let's slow down because it's I also feel like the burning in the back, like right here, like my esophagus. I also feel that a little bit more pronounced than I typically do. So I bet that, it's
1: 115 so. proof or is it one twenty? The site says one fifteen. I thought it was one twenty. But yeah, I mean, that's no. It's, we've been mm-hmm. we've been drinking 80, right? Or 90. Yeah. And I don't, roughly, I don't yeah. know. Eagle, I don't know what ego. I don't know what ego rare is. Then this old Forester that I popped open uh on
0: Thursday. It's oh. 100
1: proof, so this is a little bit more. This is oh, a we, got a,
0: series. we got a We got a comment here from Ken Wallace. Appreciate you watching, man. So all spices and all spices, it's a single spice made from one from one single plant, and that happens to taste like a bunch of things combined. That's the name. All right. Look at us learning something on live. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate that, man. If you got Absolutely. any more to add about bourbons or your thoughts on uh, on Old Forester 1920, please let us know. Like I said, right now, my look, we're, we're we're novices in this bourbon game right but so far for me my top three are eagle rare uh buffalo trace and old forester but old forester can overtake buffalo trace but it's just it's a different it's a different taste than what it's been you know what i'm saying like what i've what i've been accustomed to but i guess it's gonna happen with every other bourbon that i taste right like they're all gonna be made a little bit differently like you have the original old, old forester right? Yeah,
1: I guess this is like their signature, you know, this is probably what will be put in a lot of mixed drinks at bars and stuff. This is the, the hundred proof. I Mm -hmm. think they call this the signature series. Um, and then there's the, the birthday, like you, you were reading earlier in the description, right? Like the birthday, they have the 1897, they have the the 1920 that I think you have. Um, I've had 1920 before actually, I've never bought the bottle. I've had 1920 before, um, that's probably my favorite, but I haven't had Eagle. Mm-hmm. I haven't had Eagle Rare yet. I haven't had Buffalo right. Trace, and then I've had all the other ones, uh, like you know, Maker's Mark and all these other things. Knob, a uh, so Knob Creek. Knob Creek, which I think yep. that's the small batch from Jim Beam. I forget who makes that. So, so that's like the small batch uh, from another major uh, whiskey uh, brand. Knob Creek is good. Knob Creek Rye. I've had that before. Uh, and we've talked about this before, right? The difference like I'm I'm all in on American whiskey. I've tried yep. um I've tried uh you know Johnny Walker. I tried probably tried 12. Irish I tried, and I've I tried, tried Scottish. 12. I can't, I'm not a mm-hmm. Scotch fan. I'm just not a fan of no. uh the whiskey from from uh what is it? What what's the saying? From uh, from across the pond? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, across the pond. God, it's, you're it's such, not, a, you're such a you're such a native. It. Yeah, damn.
1: Definitely, um,
0: <laughs> definitely what, a
1: fan of American whiskey for sure.
0: This this is what I tell you, like the I've had like four or five sips now. This is what I'll tell you about uh, Old Forester. It makes me like it makes me feel like I'm a certified bourbon guy. You know what I'm saying? Like it has that feeling of like hmm, I'm trying. I'm not gonna like this 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 uh discuss the palate right, but like it mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm I'm getting. I'm finding my place in the bourbon world type of thing. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Like in mm-hmm. that way, we're like, I'm starting to understand it better and where I feel more, I guess like accomplished. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not, th- not to say that I am. Cause obviously I don't know what the fuck all spice means. Like our friend Ken here <laughs> let us know. Apparently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Appreciate that, man. I, I, I was obviously an ignorant, ignorant statement, but it makes me feel like when I walk in, like, just the sensing of the of the of the bourbon, like it makes me feel when I walk into a room, I know what I'm talking about, even though I don't. Like it gives me that kind of confidence. Does that make sense? Gotcha. No, it yeah. makes, so makes perfect sense. Def- yeah, I, there's like other versions. Like there was like the 1870. Uh, I think there was a 1910, and they're all they were all like in the same row, yeah. and I couldn't find it because I was like, you f- I figured like it would be like a 1920 would be by itself, and then 1870, 1910. But it was like behind mm. the 1870 and the 1910, so it was like in the row back, not parallel. It was vertical, so okay. I was like, oh, okay. Then the lady came over and helped me, and I did find out uh, at the l- local liquor store when they get their shipping, and like when they get eagle rare mm. and stuff like that. But it's it's rare that they get it. Ken, if you're still watching, yeah, man, you got, same a, with my, you got you got any with
1: my liquor store?
0: Yeah, you got any tips on what what bourbons we should try next? Because that's really what we drink. We're not we're not a gin podcast or. A vodka. We're, we're we're bourbon, bourbon all day.
1: I'm not sure that we're a bourbon podcast either. We just happen to drink bourbon while
0: we talk the shit that we talk. But uh, yeah, we talk. Uh, yeah, we're bur- we're a bourbon infused podcast. Does that make sense? Um, I like that bourbon infused. Your wife must have make definitely
1: that- whispered that shit to you. Your no. wife must have no. said no. that to I you. That's that not up.
0: something that you would come up on your own.
1: I made be, that up on
0: you, son of a bitch. I no, no a I made that up that. literally right now. No, but it was good, though. That's why you can't give me credit. Ah, Woodford Reserve. So, Ken, ha- I've We i tried that one, too. It's a classic. I, I like that one. It's a, it's a solid one. They actually, my wife likes to watch baking shows, and they actually baked with bourbon on the show with B- Woodford Reserve. So, I, I didn't like that one. I think what happened there is I made too big of a leap from the, I think that was the second bourbon I tried past, mm-hmm. uh, when we try not to do any more of the Tennessee honey, right? So I think it might have right. been the leap of that. So I might have to go back and try uh Woodford Reserve again. Because we started very much so in the kitty pool, right? If we're being honest. Absolutely. We were we started in the <laughs>
1: uh the cocktail, the what, what is it? The um, the yeah the nice sense the umbrella, but... the umbrella drink of bourbon. We're drinking Tennessee yes, honey. 100 percent Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that that's the best way to say it. Bourbon infused, motherfucker. That's a good one. Write that down, John. <laughs> Write that down. Uh,
1: your wife. Everything wrote it we down. talk She's about. They gave
0: it to you. <laughs> everything we talk about on this podcast is bourbon infused. So no, don't no judgments here. Yeah, Ken, I'm definitely gonna try uh, Woodford Reserve again. I have a bottle. I end up buying bottles and like sampling different ones. I think I have like eight or nine bottles now, but three were a gift, so it's not too bad. But you yeah, you need to find this one. One day we need to we need to offer a off of recommendation, buy the same bottle, and drink it at the same time. Crack it open and have like a reaction to it the way we've done. And not that doesn't I, I, mean I finish one bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like, just we need to add more to the collection. You saw the picture that my friend Matt has for his like his fucking bourbon wall.
1: That's a beautiful setup.
0: Yeah, that is. Oh my god, I, dude! I I instantly wanted a built-in of like a bourbon. Melanie goes, We ain't getting that shit. You better, you better, you're not ever drinking that much.
1: Well, I mean, they're, they're not empty, right? They're full. It's, but it's, it's what they're you're full. doing. You're buying a bottle. You take, you know, you drink a few, you buy the next bottle. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, no, I'm sticking with my bottle until it's done and then I buy the next one. <laughs> so maybe yeah, no. I'll buy another yeah, bottle. We'll, we'll agree on the next bottle to buy and, you know, in the next week or so. And then we'll crack that one open yep. and, and do, uh, we'll do a simultaneous, uh, test. See what yeah, we'll do some research in
0: it, like how we did with what the palette is. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you had notes of vanilla, so it's interesting, right? Like these are both of we're both drinking old forester, is- and you have the signature series, right? And yours has notes of vanilla, and mine is hints of dark chocolate, which is interesting. So that's pretty cool. Like how it's made in the same it's in the same distillery, but you know, depending on the barrel and depending on all this other stuff, that's that's pretty Yeah. Right. Well, here you go. Ken got another comment here. Let's see what Ken said. To be honest, Woodford isn't the best whiskey you'll ever sip, but in my opinion, it's the best value for the money at that price point. We get it at Costco and it's my favorite. Now, the price point is definitely listen, the price point how much is was your Woodford? important, right? Because, uh, dude, I have, I do not remember. I should probably Google that because, uh, I, I don't even remember where we bought it. Yeah, this was, um, this was $20. How,
1: now, this is a smaller bottle, granted, but, uh, yeah, I mean I, I, I can't you know complain like- about the value for the money. I mean, as far as the taste of this, this is this is right. I would say this old forester is above um, you know, whatever bottom shelf. It's definitely a step above that for sure.
0: Yeah, let me see if pull up the Woodford Reserve. Cause it all depends uh on the on the place you buy it from, right? That's true. So a total wine it's twenty nine ninety nine. The Woodford Reserve, the the standard, yeah, that's a that's a great price, uh, that's a great price point for for bourbon. Um, look, you know what's crazy? The I I bought that ninety dollar bottle of Elijah Craig, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't even make my <laughs> list, bro. I I think because I had again, I had the expectations that if I'm paying ninety fucking dollars for a bottle of bourbon, it better knock right. my socks off. So far, Eagle Rare uh has been the best. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess Elijah Craig somewhere on there, but again, like now that I'm tasting different bourbons, I'm starting to understand it a little more, and I have to try. Uh, I have to try the Elijah Craig again, but I still think I finished it. So if I finished it, I'm not buying another one because that's still ninety dollars. I could buy three Woodford Reserves for that price. So my boy Ken over here has the has the right idea about the price point. So yeah. Ken, if you ha- if you tried review. Old Forester, yeah, if you tried Old Forester 1920. Let us know what you think, man, um, and where you're at. Because for us, for me, it was 48.99. It's the second most expensive bottle I purchased besides that, Elijah That's Craig. Yeah, yeah, and he's right. Look, he comes through again. Exactly. Elijah isn't three times better than Woodford Reserve, <laughs> but it's three times the price. 100% but it comes from fax, the same 100% distillery,
1: 100%. right? I think it comes from the same uh, distillery... As uh, like Buffalo yeah, Trace well, and all these other ones, that's why. Like you know, there's there's there are major distilleries throughout the throughout the U.S., right? And so, mm-hmm, right, a quite a few, you know, bourbons, whiskeys, they they all come from the same distillery. So I think that's what it is. You're paying for that that brand, that the fact that, you know that history, that it's coming from that distillery where other uh, bourbons come from. Yeah.
0: So I think Eagle Rare know, is also made at Buffalo Trace. I think Buffalo Trace's Buffalo Trace Distillery also makes Eagle Rare. I think I read that uh today. I could be mistaken, but um I feel like I Googled that when I was Googling this old Forester shit. Could be. I'm trying so, to see if I can find yeah. some
1: Pappy Van Winkle. Not the bottle. The bottle is like two grand, maybe more, like a glass, and the glass like, will probably like be about a hundred bucks. And yeah. that's not even and you can't even find that at bars. It's just it's tough.
0: It, you know. I've heard I've heard whistle pig is good. Uh, but I've never had uh-huh. it again. Like I have a friend, I, I I'm getting all my recommendations from my, from my, from my friend Matt. Right. Uh-huh. I've heard whistle picking is good, but I saw the price. I was like, ah, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a bottle. Like, especially for a bottle that I might not like, like, I I need that to be like a hand, like a, Hey man, I'll take a, I'll take a glass. So I, one day I just have to go to Matt's house and try all his bourbon and take an Uber back home to the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> that
1: might, that might be the best way to <laughs> ah, go. Damn.
0: Yeah, I might be the only way to go because I'm. Not, I won't be able to drive back. These shits are strong, bro. Bourbon don't play.
1: I mean, you're drinking one fifty bourbon.
0: Proof. Speaking of bourbon, John, what do you think of that? Uh, that t-shirt I designed, uh, for our new Teespring store. Bourbon, bourbon, briskets and bullshit. Yeah, it's getting to you, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like bro. it. We we had yeah, a
1: uh, th- that's the alternate design, right? Because there was a there was a. An argument yeah, no we talking about that, between we're between both, designers
0: no. yeah between you and the boss no no, no yeah my <laughs> wife goes ha you ain't putting bitches on that that look all right we can talk about it here obviously it didn't happen the initial talking shit design was never gonna actually happen because I don't think putting bitches on a t shirt is the best way to go it was burger brisket and bitches and my wife goes hmm, you think that's a good idea I was like no 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 absolutely not I didn't think it was a good idea John told me it was a good idea it was his fault <laughs> of course he said, you're gonna he blame said it didn't say on was, me the, yeah, he was like, he goes, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, just don't, just don't tell my wife I said it was a good idea. That's what happened, wow. there, bro.
1: The guy that always makes the right decision—that's who you're gonna blame it on. Okay.
0: Hey, listen, man. Bourbon infused came out of my mouth, motherfucker. Let's 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 just understand that. That's the name of the next show, by the way. Episode one seventy six is gonna be bourbon infused. That's it. It might just be part one, two, three, four, five. We just keep that shit going. Yeah. Ugh, bro, <laughs> we'll make it a series. We're we'll making a right. series right. of special. B-
1: before we keep going down this rabbit hole, though, of, uh, of, of bourbon infused, because we can go on forever, especially uh, For since sure. I have the bottle right next to me, I think we probably need to get yeah, into yeah, the yeah. next segment.
0: Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. Uh, UFC 260. I caught the bleacher report highlights. I knew, I know most of what happened, right? I know Sugar Sean, which we talked about, should have been the co-main event. Yeah. Still made me mad. Commented on Twitter. Shout out to the fact I got eighteen likes on that comment. Should not have been Tyron Woodley. They should have moved Tyron Woodley to the headline of the fight night side, right? Like the 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 prelims, and mm-hmm. then just moved and then just moved everybody else up. So, Tyron Woodley's done. Sorry to say, it. um, it's a wrap. Thank you, thank you for your service, type shit. You were a fucking monster in your time, but the games passed you by.
1: Yo, uh, was- yeah. Let, let, let me pull up this Sean yeah. Sean O'Malley. Uh, highlights. This is a two-minute video. Hopefully, they. Um, again, this is. We're just bringing this up for. For commentary.
0: Yep. Oh, have, talk, the fight right? already we're happened. We're a bourbon-infused podcast. Anything we say after two, after three sips of, of bourbon, it just—it's kind of all downhill after that. So. All downhill.
1: This is terrible. Okay, so. Let me see if I can bring it up.
0: Yeah, let's see if you're ready for the screen share. It was in the first round too, right?
1: No, no. In the first round, he got him. Let's see. I'm gonna the, the fight started here, so I'm going to uh share the screen, see if it comes up. All right. Here we go. Right, here we go. I don't know how, how a it's a gonna lot play, of but reaction. yeah. I'm not sure if I'm sharing let's audio, but might that's okay. Be if you We're going to talk
0: over it anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Here we go. Man, He's really fighting long, so that's good. Yeah, Thomas I don't Amita know why it's skipping so since, much. Uh, Thomas Almeida hasn't it's... been the same since Cody Garbrandt. Rocked his ass. Yeah, that's that's what ended it. It was two undefeated fighters, and then Cody mm-hmm. Garbrandt got him. He looks like a shell for himself. Is he Brazilian too, Thomas Almeida? Yeah, he's Brazilian. Okay. So
1: you'll see it because nice th- I think this is the first round. You see how he got him yeah. right there at that knee and put him down. Yeah. He just walked off. He thought the fight was over.
0: It should have been. That's brain trauma. Every yeah, but after. I mean,
1: but he was able to get up, no issues. So, O'Malley kind of cost himself because I think they ended up going into the second or third round after this. He should have finished him in the first.
0: But, so what, just, of, what was your impression just... of O'Malley? He's a tough, motherfucker, bro. He's still a he's still he, again. Every single person on in the octagon could beat our ass. Like, let's just make yeah. sure we say that as we. Uh, we're just saying level to level.
1: Right there, that's where he heard him. That's Oof. they. Poof! Look, you see how he casually walked up to him? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind it because right there, that short, that short left is what hurt him. Put him down, and he's just he doesn't know where he's at, and he hesitated again. Yeah, he
0: doesn't
1: know. Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna replay. Got him with he's that a short bit left.
0: Too. He's a and, little bit,
1: and he's just like he didn't want to hurt him because he knew he was out, and the referee mm-hmm. just said like yeah, hey, he never, he never goes
0: for. Yeah, he never wants to go he, he's never one person that likes to go the extra shots right to take the excessive damage. He's becoming a different yeah. a different level, bro. He's becoming a really different which is what we talked about, right? Which is why he should have been the co
1: Yeah, he was never in trouble during that fight. Um Almeida's tough. I mean, again, he took that he took that knee in the first round. It was a knee and then a left. He put him down, but he was able to somewhat recover cuz O'Malley didn't go after him. But Right. Uh, you know, he had a huge reach advantage, height advantage. They're just not in the same league. Not that he's not a good fighter.
0: He is. But like you said, he hasn't been the same since uh, that fight with Garbrandt. He hasn't with been. Cody. Yeah. I don't think he's been. I don't even know if he's been ranked since that time or if he was ranked going into this fight. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no. Hey, Cole, because I think Thomas Almeida came into that show like off coming off like knocking out three or four dudes in a row before that Cody fight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cody got him. And I think it was like a f- uh, fight night on Fox or some shit. that could have been years ago. And fucking knocked his, knocked his block off. And after a knockout like that, when you're that cold, it's very hard to, like, get back on it. Like, the only person I know that's done it is Glover Teixeira. Like, Glover Teixeira's yeah. got next up against a 205-er. And he comes back from getting destroyed by a bunch of fighters. And he's just made his way back through it. And he's, like, 175 years old
1: yeah he's he's getting the next uh isn't getting a nod for uh, yeah. a yeah yep a tried the belt
0: yeah, he's going after it again this time it's not John Jones yeah um should we are we gonna touch on the time Willie stuff? i mean i I think I already covered it, but I don't know if that was on here or pre
1: i to tell you the truth it was that was a pretty exciting fight. You're right. he's done. I think that that's it. that's a wrap on his yeah. career. that's four straight losses. Um. Yep. Now it's not like he hasn't lost to to nobody. Vicente Luque is what 28, 29, he's up and coming. Yep. He's he's getting there toward, you know, he's a contender. He's a, he's a for a for real legit contender. Yes. And Tough and Tyron came out, yeah, Tyron came out aggressive. Unlike he what he usually does. Like, you know, I've seen his yep. fights when he was defending his belt early on 2016, 17, 18. And mm-hmm. He was what how you you know, he was what uh Uzman is now. Like just he was a killer. If he had you, he would go after you. Yeah. And he came yeah. out, his last two fights has been he's been hesitant. He's thrown like 10 total punches in his last his previous three bouts, I think. Yeah, he came out last night and and he came out aggressive, attacking immediately. Um, I thought he had Luke in in a bit of trouble at the beginning. Um
0: Luke keeps coming, man. He's like a Mexican Luke, yeah. zombie, bro. That chin keeps coming.
1: is mm-hmm. That chin is and, and look I thought Luke was Brazilian too, just like all these other guys. Yeah. He's Mexican? I no. thought he was Brazilian. But yeah, that he that chin just holds up. Let me, um let me see. And, and, Please hold. You know, Tyron made a, a huge mistake cuz Luke rocked like <sighs> I I was excited. I thought he was going to pull it off. I I really thought he was. But If you, if you, you didn't have a chance to work during the fight, he was loading up. He was just loading up on
0: shots. Uh, You're right. Brazilian. I was mistaken. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Tyron was loading up on every single shot. I mean, he was connecting, but every shot he was, he was loading up. And so he just kept opening himself up. And that's what Luke did. Like Tyron Woodley came in. Uh, I think it was a, I think it was a left left himself exposed mm-hmm. and then luke he was just waiting he said oh you know he he got my chin he got me he thought he rocked me so he came he kept coming after me overly aggressive i noticed that he was overly aggressive and kind of leaving himself mm-hmm. open and i just waited for that for that chance and um
0: uh, that's that pressure think, though right that's that pressure think, of three straight yeah, losses
1: absolutely yeah. that's what caused him to to load up and come come after him uh being aggressive is good but i think that like you said that pressure he needed he needed that win he had to have this win mm-hmm. because he knew that if not, then that would be the end of his career, you know, or he would be he'd be headlining fight nights. There would be no more pay per views for him.
0: Yeah, or Bellator, right? Because there's or, that or chance. Bellator. Yeah, or they look 170 stacked, right? You have Kobe Covington, you have George Masvidal. you have uh, still still got Gilbert Burns, even though he just lost to Usman. Like it's it's yep. stacked. You gotta you gotta sometimes you gotta let the old dog go to let the new wolves come through, you know.
1: Yeah, man. And Usman. Don't forget about Usman, the champ. And like you said, Burns lost. But if you saw yeah. that fight between Burns and Usman, he rocked them. They went to war. He had yeah, him they in went trouble. To and Burns, yeah. like he talked about it at the end of the post-fight interview, that he, you know, the mistake that he made, um, he should have finished him. I thought that was it for Usman. But um, yeah. it's stacked. It's, it's tough. And Woodley had his run. He was a great champion. And he was champ for like, from what, 2016 to 18 or 19, whenever... Yeah. Kamar Usman uh, defeated him. I
0: think it was eighteen. I think it was like late eighteen, 18 when Usman defeated him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, didn't watch that fight either. It's tough. I should have. Yeah, because
1: it it's was tough that part where like, on, the, on top for that long.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's look. You have and Cody. Look, listen, we don't know what it's like to be a UFC champion. A US UFC champion. We don't know what it's like to be in a UFC, right? But uh, so I'm just gonna regurgitate what Cody Garbrandt said on the on the Rogan podcast. He goes when you think you get there when you get there and it's like sometimes it's not as it's all cracked up to be but there's also that pressure that pressure of being the champion having all these mm-hmm. media responsibilities you know he, the whole the old saying heavy is the head that wears the crown but like when you get there and it's not all you wanted and not everybody likes you because not a lot of people were like going out of their way to see tyron woodley fights because he was when he got to the belt he didn't do everything that he did to get to the belt, to the belt. like change up his so, once he did that, he wasn't as exciting. Like mm-hmm. those two Steven Thompson fights, you know what I mean? Except for moments. You know, that, that tarnish. There were moments. And though, have yeah. White, yeah, and Dana White shitting on him after. was like, oh, so I really only threw six punches or whatever the fuck because he's standing back. And he just kept that same game plan ever since. You know, because he, he fought, he acted like he was always fighting a karate star fighter. But, you know, look, he had a great run. He was a champion. It's a handful of people that can say they've been that. So, kudos to him and move on to the next thing bro you got family you got kids don't keep getting brain trauma man take care of yourself yeah that's what i'm always he
1: he was and is a great champion you know ex-champion now uh he's great i i i like him when he was in uh i think it was for fox sports doing commentary Yep, great analyst. he set himself up to be an analyst and to have that career post-fighting which a lot of guys don't do because they don't Mm -hmm have the ability, the, the brain trauma has gotten to them. I mean, we talk about Max Holloway all the time, who's we were having this conversation a couple of years ago, and I think he was 25 at the time. So Max might be what, 28, yep. 29 now? But I, and he, yeah. because he's been in the game for so long that when he was having an interview with uh, on ESPN last year, I, I, I thought that. he was Michael drunk Bishop. or I thought he was suffering from brain yeah. trauma because he was learning yeah. all his words. He kind of yeah. his eyes were shifting. It seemed like he didn't yep. quite know where he was at. And you know, that's that's scary for a 20 at the time, 25, 26 year old guy to to be going he's through that. Kid. And he's got a kid. And you know, yeah. he's got a kid, he's got family, it's just like you you just gotta hang it up at some point. You know, he's made the money. Yeah. Uh so good for uh, Woodley, good for Tyron Woodley that he can move on and do that. Cause he's he, I like I like him as an analyst. Uh I like him on Fox or whatever back and forth they have with with uh, I think it's
0: mm-hmm. Michael Kisa and, and whoever else they have on there yes, on Fox. Sir. Yeah. Um, so what i don't yeah. what i don't want to see with time really is him holding on too long right i hope he has like a uh out package ready to go you know what i mean has some plans has has some shit to do like I you know he, he has a couple of rap songs out like he had with snoop and shit like that and i hope he has that stuff ready to go and he's ready to move on because brain trauma doesn't come back bro your your brain doesn't regenerate unless they found some miracle in weed or some shit to make those uh those synapses start firing again, you gotta you gotta be mindful of that man. Every punch you take. Uh, speaking of brain trauma, Jonathan oh. Vallejo. Uh, <sighs> sometimes, if M- I drink, M- I drink M- enough, Miocic, o- bro. <laughs> Stepen M- o- man, the greatest heavyweight of all time. Regardless, I think so. Yeah, unless John Jones, unless John Jones wins 10th straight, then with John Jones is already cemented in his in his own right. Lost last night. Uh, I don't like. You know what I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to like make him a meme or like embellish how hard. Like we knew we knew what the possibilities were, right? Like if Francis stuff to take down, it was over. And Absolutely. Francis stuff to take down.
1: You know what's crazy? Is you that, saw it. Too. Yeah, man. Look, w- let's go back to 2018 when they fought. Francis and yep. Ghana came into the UFC at, in 2015, 2016. He got to the title in 2018. Mm-hmm. Really didn't have a lot of experience at that time, maybe four Not years of like fighting, training uh mixed martial arts. Yep. Right.
0: And you only know. hitting people in the face.
1: And only hitting people in the face. Right. His story was: I yeah. think he he came from Cameroon. He worked in the mines. He yep. ended up going to did Spain. You? He was homeless. He was in in jail. Then he went to France. And then he walks into a gym and some guy sees him and he's like the perfect specimen. They're like, Yeah, we're gonna do yeah. something with you.
0: Uh um, did you see the video of Cameroon reacting? To his, uh, to him winning the title. No, I didn't.
1: But I, I could imagine that they were going fucking batshit crazy. So, so anyway, so that I mean that's that was a story in like a a twenty second, uh, soundbite. So, Mm twenty eighteen, he wasn't ready. Like everyone knew that he could. He had the power of a fucking semi truck, right? If you got touched by Stepe, or not by Stepe, by Engano, by Francis, you were you were done. We, we saw what he did to uh, Overeem. We've seen what he's done to everyone that he's fought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he fought Stipe. They went the distance. It was a decision. Stipe dominated that fight because Nganu, after the first round, maybe two rounds, he was done. He wasn't used to going out of the first round. Hell, he wasn't used to probably leaving the first two or three minutes of the first round. And he had nothing but power, right? He couldn't wrestle. There was no jujitsu. There was there was just yep. i'm gonna come at you and he did that and steepe was able to weather that storm and the fact i mean he and he got he got hit the and ganu hits any almost any other fighter with, with the type of punches that he hit stepe with in 2018 and they're out mm-hmm. he puts their lights out 100%. and yeah 100%. and he did the same thing this fight he was they were more measured this fight he didn't come out aggressive because he he had more training his coaching staff he he had a he had new coaches they worked on grappling they worked on wrestling they worked on on staying calm he had uh Kamaru Usman in his corner to reminding him to stay calm oh, to awesome. slow down yeah yeah so he had he had him in the corner talking to him and uh he didn't come out rushing him he came out measured trying to measure distance uh trying to pick his spots and i i got to give Stipe credit because he he did connect and he connected early in the first round and uh, we're talking about that that uh, stuffing that takedown from Stipe because Stipe got rocked. He felt it. He wasn't wobbly, but he felt it. Um, and mm-hmm. so when he saw the he, when he saw the takedown, he went for it. And you know, in 2018, uh, and Ganu doesn't know this. He wouldn't do this, but and I, and he didn't because he got taken down constantly in 2018 Repeatedly. in that yeah. fight. Yeah. And so what happens? All he all he did was sprawl. It's it's basic technique. He sprawled put all his weight, you know, on those hips and came down on Stipe. And Stipe had to carry his weight. And immediately he transitioned to take Stipe's back. And when he took Stipe's back, they were up against the cage. He got him with like, I want to say like six, seven, eight, just rights and lefts. And you would think that these are like rabbit punches. Now, man, this dude is no, like, I loading. I, I know he's not able to really no. like load up and give everything, but it, it doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot from that man. And the reason we know it doesn't take a lot because the the punch that put Stepe out was a fucking jab. He was like hopping into yeah. his jab. It wasn't even a, an overhand right. It was a it was did a jab see, that put Stepe down on the ground.
0: Did you see the still of like when that punch connected to Stepe's face? Like yeah, look. Like I said, we're not gonna put it on here because that's that's not what we're, we're not gonna do that. You know what I mean? Like respect respect to a goat. Yeah. Uh and because we like him, right? Because if we didn't if we didn't like any to go, we shit all over him. Let's just be completely honest about this. Right, like if we didn't like we we'd have the fucking background would be that person's face. Right? Like this shit right here around us would just be that person's fucking ah. Yeah. So uh that seeing that stuff I was like when he knocked him out, I was like, he didn't even, like catch him clean. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he just it just seemed like it was in the transition and he just caught him and like he fell, Steve fell back. Like all weird, but it was fucking... Cr- I was like, okay, I, I kind of expected it in 2018. I, mm-hmm. I tell you what, I expected what Nganu did to Stipe a lot more than I expected what Stepe did to Engano in 2018. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Because nobody did that to Engano, right? right? Like, how y'all wrestled them and outworked him. Just, if he, if Ngannou hit you one time, your life was over. You <laughs> have to thank your kids and your wife for, you know what I mean, for taking the time and understanding that you were gone for eight weeks for this to happen. You know, what I mean that that whole speech after the fact, like you know, I, I trained really hard, but hey, he just caught me. Like you just you just know, or you're in the hospital, and you talk to Ariel Hawani on Wednesday. But like I, that dude, it's I just saw. So I I went on Twitter real quick as we were doing this because I was trying to find that video because I don't remember if I was on ESPN or ESPN MMA mm-hmm. uh, where they show the video of like oh people watching the the fight at like a at a at a bar. Like, a, but mm-hmm. everybody was outside in the camera room. Yeah. And like, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And when he knocks them out, everybody starts going crazy. Like they just won the world cup. You know what I mean? And then I'm, so I'm scrolling through ESPN MMA and they have a, a picture of the three champs, 170, 185 in the heavyweight are off are all African. Africa. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking dope, bro. That's fucking dope, man. That opens up, you know what I mean. Everybody in you know, what I mean, all everybody in those countries, there's going to be people don't understand the effect that that has, uh, on countries because then there's going to be uh scouts that are going to go there, right? Trainers that are going to go there, like, oh, maybe try to find the next, find the next Francis Nganu. The possibilities from these poor, impoverished countries, you know what I mean, uh, to have the ability to become a UFC champion, gyms are going to open up, jobs open up, like that type of stuff is the stuff you don't know about and you don't see unless you're super embedded in it. You know just seeing it under and understanding being an immigrant and being and having that mentality, that changes an entire landscape. You have three champions in the top promotion in the world as African descent. That's fucking massive, bro. Fucking massive. i got yeah, a little teary eyed. No, it's from, you
1: know, no it, little, it's, little, and that happens, happens with every industry, but obviously, like, you know, we, we, we think I think of uh MLB in baseball where they have these academies in, well, I don't know if they have it in Venezuela anymore, but you talk about the Dominican, Puerto Rico it yeah. was in Venezuela. Um, and, and these kids, you know, in the Dominican, they grew up playing with like rocks and broomsticks. And then the yes. scouts pick them up and they go play for the academy in the Dominican. And then from there they make it to the major leagues. Like this is something that if it's not existing or if they don't have existing uh, an infrastructure, it it opens the doors to that because, like you said, there's three champions now from uh, yeah. these three. Th- well, I think two are Nigerian. Nigerian, right? It's it's Uh Usman and uh, uh, and Ades- are yeah. both Nigerian, and then uh, yep. we got uh, Francis, Francis from and and Cameroon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's for the continent. And, and, of Africa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's big. So, hopefully, that opens up, like it opens up people's eyes, and obviously, from a business perspective. They're going to be like, you know what? There, There is there's something to this. I mean, and Gano, who just a physical specimen, no athlete, no, no athletic, no fighting right. experience, nothing. And he walks into a nothing. gym like that. You think a trainer yep. like I think it was like Rogan said it yesterday. A guy like that walks into your gym without having been in the gym, having done anything before. You don't think that they're going to like, I think we could figure something out to do with you. We'll figure something yeah. out. You'll, you'll succeed uh, in some kind of sport.
0: My issue with the business side of it, right? And purely just speaking on the UFC side, I think I think they do a poor job of promoting uh, these kind of fighters, right? They did it with, they they struggled with it with Tyron Woodley, you know, kind of left him off to like his own devices and, and like, and do his, do his own promotion. There's no, like what you could do with Kamaru Usman is otherworldly, right? What you could do with Israel Adesanya, even though he's coming off a loss, is otherworldly. Like the personality he is, like how big he is into anime, you know what I mean. It's how they failed with with Demetrius Johnson. How big he is with, with gaming, right? They Absolutely. never put a, a focus uh, on those type of things. Now, look, I'm not gonna say what the similarities are, but they're obvious, right? Because let's think about let's go back to Absolutely. our podcast that we did Thursday, right? How how hyped were we for this? How how much promotion did we see, John?
1: No promotion. That that was the problem we talked about, right? Like what, what's we were talking about UFC two sixty two, and we're
0: like, Oh shit, there's a UFC two sixty coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's and again it's not and it's and I could put so fucked up say it like this. I could put Steve in this in that same boat because they never promoted him. Right. A lot of that was off the off the basis of other other fighters because like it was just like the want to see him fall because he's not the shit talker. You I know, mean, he goes in there and gets the work done. Well, there's he's that. Fucking, there's the yep. three
1: guys that we're talking about: Usman and and Ganu and um, Adesanya. That they could be doing so much more, mm-hmm. just like you said. They screwed up with Demetrius, and he's he went over to one, and uh, they have a different philosophy at one championship too, right? Like they they yep. want the good guys, there, the family guys, the the wholesome yep. fighters. So they're not all into like the shit talking, the Kobe Coving- Covington yep. and and Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. That's not McGregor. Their, that's yep. not their thing. Um, so they screwed up with that. And so the fact that he went over there and obviously they're in Asia and Japan and he's big into gaming,
0: gaming is huge, he's doing yeah.
1: his thing. He, you know, he's doing yep. his thing. They could take advantage of that over here and, and they just don't um, for, you know, whatever reasons. Stipe doesn't fall into whatever. that category that we were talking about, but he's no, not different the yeah. a different category, different category. He's not a right. shit talker. He's not outspoken. He's not flashy. He, he just says, you know what he says when he's asked. It's like, um, I'm but, the champ and I expect to be the champ when the fight's over. And yeah. that's about it. And they but don't like know, that. That's not, that's not, you know, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he should have learned. Tickets. He could have made more money. You know, he, he doesn't sell yeah. tickets. I mean, you got to remember too. Mayweather, I'm switching sports. but Mayweather wasn't that he switched. He created that whole persona. Uh, uh, he went from like money. pretty boy Floyd to uh money Mayweather and money team and everything else. Yeah. And he, he created that that's persona. Like, the fight. He created yeah. that, which is what McGregor really, That I think you know, McGregor must have taken from that, obviously, because 100%. Mayweather is the one that created that whole environment, and uh, now Mayweather's a genius because he he promoted his own fights; he didn't have to pay promoters. They didn't take any of his cut, uh, so he's on a different level. Um, But yeah, but Mayweather made the adjustments; Stipe didn't, which is why you know they're not even talking about a rubber match. They're talking about John Jones or Derek Lewis. I'm like, what about uh, Stipe, who's the champ, who's defending that shit? Like multiple times. yeah. No 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 rematch, no tri- no, no trilogy mm. to to determine who the, the real champion is. That, They're going
0: like to They're gonna yeah. do him like Junior dos Santos. They're going to do him like Junior dos Santos after he lost the title fight just like hey, it's not he's not good for business anymore, which I get, right? Like obviously uh the casuals and the fans would want to see the John Jones thing, but it, that's why I think Steve should walk away too, you know? Like it's it's that feeling of of no respect because it's almost like if you don't do your own promotion, they they get mad at you and punish you, even though they're literally the promotion company. Right? Like it's their yeah, job absolutely. to sell a fight, but they get they get mad at you because you didn't do a jo- good job of selling them. What the fuck is your what the fuck is the point of you? Bitch, like I have to figure out how I get paid from your basis, from your opinion of my performance. I also have to do my own promotion, grow my own social media when I'm I'm your independent contractor because you won't put me on like don't. Don't even get me started on the UFC issue. bro. Well, here's the thing with the UFC, right? The UFC is not
1: like the boxing has promoters and every fighter, you know, right. multiple fighters fall on their promoter. Like Dana White in the UFC is the one promoter. That's it.
0: Yes. For all those fighters. And then yeah. Fighters
1: have managers and they try to work out whatever terms for their contracts, for their fights. Yeah with Dana white mm-hmm. and that's it. But the one promoter is Dana white and he's promoting the UFC. And then he figured they figure out the talent and how the talent fits yep. and what fights make the most sense or, you know, the most money, right. That's, that's what we're talking about. Um, for sure. So he's, he doesn't have the fighter's best interest in mind, you know, and, and steep Cause we got, we got away from talking about the fight. He got, he yep. got put down twice. He got rocked with that jab, stood up and, you know, he he like, needed to recover. That, you could like looked, I'm I'm, I'm, that was I'm rubbing a, that was my forehead.
0: That's a hurtful reaction. Because like, I know you feel because bad. Yeah. he got up
1: and and Engano didn't try to go after him. And so I was like, all right, you got time to recover. I wanted to. This was in the second round. I was like, all right, you got time to recover. What did Sleepy do? Like he got back in there because he's a champ. He's a fighter. He yep. got back in there yep. and he connected with a right that kind of stunned Nganu, who was. Coming it looked like he was coming forward. Like in the post-fight interview, and Gano said he was backing backing up, so he didn't really hurt him. But it looked like he was gonna start to come forward. Steep it connected, stopped in Gano a little bit. And so he thought he hurt him, so he kept coming. But the the thing is, Steep it hadn't recovered. He was still on wobbly legs. So after he connected with that yep. right, he got in even closer. And what happened? Another left, like a short hook with that left hand, which is what yep. put his lights out. And then he fell like so awkwardly. I was thinking, like, damn, he he fucked up his ankle, tore his ACL. All sorts of stuff. When you see that, you know what I'm talking about. You sent me the picture. I, I saw yeah. the, the fight and I saw the replay. It yeah. was uh, concerning. And and the bottom line is is this. What everyone thought Ghana could be, he's there. Not quite there. But you Not see the there. adjustments to having a new team, a new coach, practicing those skills that you didn't have and actually learning like MMA. Yep. So basic things, being able to sprawl, being able to take someone's back when you have the opportunity, being patient. Not, not, not yep. uh exposing yourself. Steep. I don't think Steep can compete. He, I don't think he can compete no. because what's he gonna do? Just Your take time his time, time. with Engano. If you do that, then Engano's not gonna get tired, and he's just gonna pick his moments to explode back out, and then just do that for five rounds. Because all it takes, so, all it takes is one. All it takes is
0: one from Engano. Yeah, and that was a jab that put him down. Oh, a fucking jab. Yeah, like a like a sloppy one too. It was, like, in, in, like, transition. Like, it wasn't, like, a clear a clear punch. So, it's the chance for Steve to beat him was, uh, was then, was in 2018. You can't. He's only going to get it better. He's only going to improve. Look, 2018, he got there with pure athleticism and the freakish strength that he has. Now, he yeah. has technique, understanding, pace, timing. And now, he's got Kamara Usman in this corner. Bro. Bro. All day. All See? day. You're right. Let's bring That's that John it. Jones fight. stupid great champ.
1: Yep. Don't come back. Not because I don't want to see you fight. Because you're a great champ. Like you, dude. Yep. Those those, those family, punches bro. that he took. Those punches that he took from Ngannou when Ngannou had his back. Yep. Put would have put anyone else out. He's got a hell of a chin. He's got he's got incredible uh, durability. But he's 38, and yep. he is past his prime. I think. I, hopefully, he's made all the money that he could make. Again, it mm-hmm. comes down to protecting your 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 health, being there for your family. He's got a job with the fire department, and, and, yeah, yeah, like just, just, just think think about the future, man. Like you, you were a champ. You defended title more than anyone has ever and probably will ever because that 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 weight that that division is so. St- it's not that it's so stacked, but like it all it takes is one punch. Doesn't matter how good you all are, good. you know. Yeah, the cost, so,
0: is, the cost is the cost. The cost and the risk is very high. Yeah, so the Every fact that he was time. able to
1: defend the title as many times as he did, um, I think he should move on, man. I think he did what, what he needed to accomplish in that sport. And uh, I want to see Ngannou uh, punch John Jones' lights Jones.
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, is that, there is that part of it, right, where like where you really want to see John Jones get knocked the fuck out, right? Like, yeah. cause, I, I'm rooting for that heavy. Like I was talking to my wife. I was like, you know, that's probably the next fight. She's like, we're not paying for that. We're not giving John Jones any money. I was like, but what if he gets knocked the fuck out? And she's like, "Mm, maybe. But also, because it's it's probably. Go ahead.
1: John Jones, John Jones would have known what to do. Like, Stipe made some mistakes too. I think he also felt he had a little bit of pressure against Nganu. John Jones has wrestling, has other things. I think he would have known what to do.
0: John Jones is a complete fighter. Like, uh, his his shitty personality and, and humanity aside. Uh, he's a complete fighter, right? But Absolutely. I think ha- you have to be a little sociopathic the way he is, you know what I mean? All the drugs and all that shit yeah. to to be the level he's at. Um, I think Khabib rules in that too, but like, that's just, he channels his socio- 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 sociopathy, I guess, oh. into just wrestling and, and murdering you on in the octagon, not actually hurting pregnant women outside of it because he seems like an, am- an amazing family man. But yeah, uh, real okay. quick, last thing. I- <laughs> yeah last thing i was gonna say so, on
1: that note let's move on <laughs>
0: on that note let's move on uh queen of the south man uh the south not the south the south uh, you're getting that,
1: the that accent already the, the south
0: listen man el sur la reina del sur listen bro this show on netflix i'm like five episodes in which one You haven't seen it, it uh they're,
1: they're, the, they're the, the, the one from this, usa Network.
0: Yeah, the one from USA Network. I haven't seen La Reina del Sur. I'm going to watch that next. Shout out to the fact that that woman, the actress in that show met El Chapo for real. Yeah, she did. Uh Kate, with that Like cuz she like yeah, she, he fucking fell in love with her cuz she was on some other novella. and then she and then I think after that, I might have my timeline wrong. Then after that started filming La, La Reina del Sur or like while that show was on. I have to figure out exactly when it was that El Chapo mm-hmm. escaped from prison. But right. the queen of the the USA version it's fucking good, bro. I listen back to the representation with like that we were talking about the Kamara Usman, uh, Israel Asanya, and Francis Ngannou. Just mm-hmm. seeing people who look like me, given these are all likely Mexican, I'm not Mexican, I'm Panamanian and Cuban. Yeah, but just seeing Latinos on the screen speaking Spanish, it makes me feel good, bro. Like I was talking with Danny earlier, and he was talking about Narcos, right? Because you know, he's from Colombia.
1: You and, and I have like, talked dude, about like,
0: that. I hate, I hate that. I can't watch Narcos. I don't know, no, but he he likes it because, like, they actually filmed it in Colombia, and you get to see Colombia. You know I mean, like, oh, I was on that street, like that side of it. I, look, it's not, it's not a I'm real about world Danny? Sneaker, sneaker, Danny. Yeah, sneaker, Danny. Yeah. There's only one Danny. There's not, I know seventeen thousand of you, motherfucking Jonathan's. There's only yeah. one Danny. That's it. <laughs> No, so that's awesome. I, I the, him and Danny Green are the only ones I know. <laughs> yeah, it. I'm
1: sorry to cut you off about Narcos. I'm glad that Danny likes it because there are there are Latinos in that show, right? The problem yes. that I have with it is that I saw a Colombian show about Escobar, and it was called um God damn it, I, El, El Patron del Mal. So like El Patron, right. which is what they call them, right? Yeah. So it's about him, but it's it's all Colombian actors because they're all fucking. Colombians, right? Unless, like, yep, there yep. were like Mexican drug dealers in the scenes or whatever, or, or in the episodes. And I think they had Mexican actors, but they're all Colombian yep. actors. The problem I have with Narcos, and I heard all these great things about it, is that I started watching the first episode after I saw that mm-hmm. entire, like, four, five, it was 100 plus episodes of this Colombian El Patron del Mal
0: oh, of series course, of, course. of Escobar. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they have yeah. like a, a Chilean guy playing Escobar. So, like, they have these. <laughs> No, no, they have, or or not even, I think they had like an American guy with that's trying to speak Spanish. Like, I'm like, what, what are we doing right now? We have Argentina and Chileans. We have an American dude playing Escobar or Escobar's brother. I can't, I I can't even remember because I didn't finish the episode. I was so upset that they tried to pull that bullshit. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not going to listen to an Argentinian or a white dude play Escobar. Like, come on guys, you could do better. (laughs) You could do better. So I quit. I, I would
0: never listen. I would never listen to an Argentina about anything. Sorry, it's just it's not something we <laughs> yeah. do here. But that's, we might be bourbon infused, but we're semi anti Argentina. You know what I mean? Like, that's just. Except for, just except for Messi,
1: not, but that's it. That's the,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, we'll go with Messi. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't yeah. think of another. Yeah, but it's still not Ronaldo. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, Queen of the South, man, if you haven't seen it, if you've seen La Reina del Sur, it'll probably be hard to watch Queen of the South. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because obviously the. The Mexican version is gonna be better, right? Because it's gonna be all authentic actors and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just it's it's good, man. I highly recommend it. It's a good little binge. I'm only on like episode five. Who knows if I continue it? But like the story they're telling is like this girl from starting from the bottom to like make it to the top.
1: Yeah, I saw season two actually on my road trip last year. You know, when we went to visit you over the we yep. went to Cali. Yep. So my, I guess she's my niece niece in law. Mm-hmm. Our wife's niece. um, Yeah. Yeah. Her and her and her husband, they were watching it. And so she's like, you got to watch this. You just, you got to watch this. is, this is awesome. Let's start from the first season. I don't know. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. You guys are on season yeah. two. Let's yeah. just keep watching season two. And it was good. Yeah. I just never got back into it. Cause I had like, like there's, I didn't want to start another show when I'm already yeah. watching some shows here. And I'm like, so, what man, am I going to do? Like, yeah. yeah. Plus I, I do, Check I'll get on the, the computer and write stuff for the, the website that I'm working on. And, it's like I can't, I don't have time. I'll finish one show just like I finish one bottle of whiskey and then I'll move on yep. to the next.
0: I got you. I appreciate the not binging. Uh shout out to the fact that uh your website got hacked, then I had to recover it. I didn't dude, I did not realize did our website got hacked too. No, no, no the, our website's gone. The the oh. That shit's gone. That's just bye-bye. I'm saying like the t-shirts and stuff. I even I closed down, I closed down printify. Yeah. and now we're purely teespring just like i don't want like because it was associated with that website yeah. i closed it down I was like i don't want my information out like the like, out there like that so i deleted all my data so we're good i'm gonna order some samples you got the you got the website right like the the info like the login and password and shit
1: yeah you so order delete. some
0: samples and let's yeah let's see let's see what these new samples are like but yeah man i got nothing else shout out to the fact that we thought we were going, only only going to talk for 30 minutes and we went an hour and nine. It's always, dude, like, you can't plan this shit, man. I blame it on you. Yeah, you fucking right. Bourbon infused. Uh, I'm probably gonna go jump up out of here and go watch some bake spring baking championships with my wife. She's a big fan of that. So my brother, I will holler. An hour and nine minutes and 40 seconds. You got anything else for the people? Peace. I'm out. Okay, don't. Okay, don't. I hate when you do that.